What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales and our little Formula One special from the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend. I didn't do the uh, qualifying one yesterday because it wasn't particularly interesting what happened. So, I mean, it was all right, but I was just a bit unmotivated to talk about it. So, um, I guess uh, it was an all right qualifying. It wasn't amazing. I mean, it was like Hamilton was on pole, Bottas second, missed out by about a tenth of a second. Disappointed to not beat Hamilton, but Hamilton just had him pipped in the, in the first quali run in Q3 and then couldn't improve, but no one really improved that much in the second run in, in Q3. So um, it was a bit weird with temperatures because they're running quite high temperatures this year because of uh, it being a bit later in the summer. So Spain is particularly hot at the moment. So yeah, it was. It, I mean, there was obviously that worry with last weekend and the tyres and stuff like that. But um, because the, they're they're basically on the hardest compound of tyres at the moment for, for the Spanish Grand Prix, so it wasn't as much of an issue as everyone was fearing. And you know, everyone was thinking, you know, the Achilles heel of the Mercedes is uh, the heat, but they proved this week that they can actually manage it quite well. So will be reflected in the race results so uh, the rest of the qualifying I mean Perez returned this week and put it on fourth so that was a really good job from him considering he's been out of the car for two races Lance Stroll was fifth Albon's sixth so he's getting to grips with that car which is good for him and then McLaren's seventh and eighth the, the shock really was Renault they just seem really off the pace and obviously this is the one weekend where the big head honcho of Renault, the new Renault boss of the entire car group, was there at the weekend. So, yeah, they had a bit of a terrible one, really. So, um, you know, there we go. Um, no heroics for George Russell in, in qualifying this week. He uh, That track and that car just don't really work. So, yeah. Um, so let's just go to the race results. I mean, it was... It wasn't the most exciting race. And I'll be honest, Spain is never really great for racing because it's just too high downforce and the nature of the corners and stuff. You just can't really pass. I mean, there were a few okay moves that went on. Uh, Album put in a few nice moves. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was... I don't know. It wasn't great. It was a bit boring. So um, let's, let's take you through there, which is not really going to... Um, excite you very much for my summary but anyway we'll do it anyway maybe i'll come up with something hilarious in the meantime uh so we'll cut you through the results p1 lewis hamilton drove a great race pretty much dominated from start to finish led every lap i think he got the grand slam as well which was finishing uh in the well quali qualifying on pole, leading every lap of the race and winning the race. And I think even getting the practice sessions as well. But um, I think he got the fastest lap. Did he get the fastest lap? I don't think he did. Who got the fastest lap? I think Bottas did. Um, yeah, Bottas did. So, yeah, he just dominated. I mean, Bottas didn't have a great race. Verstappen was doing okay, but didn't have the pace and the tyres. Ironically, this week, the tyres weren't really working for the, for the Red Bulls. So, and Hamilton managed to, you know, manage them really well. Bottas struggled because he was following everyone. So he his tyres didn't do so well. So, um, and I got distracted. Let's just go through the results. So Hamilton, P1. P2, Max Verstappen. Really good job from him. P3, Bottas. He's a bit disappointed with that. But, you know, not too bad. Uh, Lance Stroll, P4. It was a P5, but Perez got penalised for an incident. We'll come back to that. Um, so it was Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez. 
P6, Carlos Sainz, really good drive from him. Uh, the McLarens are just on form this weekend. It's really weird between McLaren and Red Bull. Each track just suits each car very differently. So one weekend, um, Renault are doing really well, and then the other weekend, McLaren are doing really well. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, P7 for Seb Vettel, great job by him. Um, we'll come back to a few things with him, but he's he's... It, it's it's a steady improvement from Seb at the moment, so hopefully he'll you know get the hang of it and um, get that car in a good spot for himself. I think with Seb at the moment, it's just confidence. Everyone's critical and saying, "Oh, he's lost it" and all this stuff. But remember, he's younger than Hamilton, and he hasn't lost any skills. He's just um, he's been part of a team that hasn't managed him well, hasn't done strategy well, um, and. So he's had to push that car in the last few years, especially beyond where it probably should have been. And I don't know, just his confidence is a bit buggered at the moment. So anyway, we'll come back to that. Uh, Alex Albon with P8, he did a good job, but probably should have done better. Uh, Pierre Gasly, P9, he's consistently doing an incredible job. Um, Lando Norris, P10 for McLaren, okay by him. He was disappointed. He just got stuck in a what they call a DRS train where you've got like six cars in a row all getting the DRS mode which opens the rear wing on the straight, so they get a little boost of speed. So once everyone has it, you can't really pass, even on the straights. So, yeah, he was a bit stuck. Same for Ricardo, really, in P11. Um, they made up some places from Quali, which at least is good, but no points for them. So they'll be disappointed, especially with Racing Point getting so many points because that seems to be uh, Renault's arch nemesis. So... Um, who else have we got? Daniel Kvyat, P12. Good job by him. But uh, Pierre Gasly is just consistently outperforming at the moment. Um, Esteban Ocon, P13. Raikkonen, 14th. Good job by him. Magnussen, 15th. Giovinazzi, 16th. George Russell, 17th. And Nicholas Latifi, 18th. And Roman Grosjean, 19th. You had a really terrible weekend. Um, and then Charles Leclerc for Ferrari uh, went out on lap 38. He had an electrical issue with the engine which basically locked up the rear wheels while he was going through the last turn and the, the car just spun. It was essentially like pulling the handbrake and both rear wheels just stopped. Uh, so he had that issue, but he'd also been having issues with the seat belt. Like basically he'd, been, he'd done like two laps with no seat belt, which in a Formula One car around Spain is not, <laughs> not what you want to do. So he managed to get the car going again after the electrical problem. Like the engine just died on him. He got it going again, did a couple more laps and then came in because uh, of the seatbelt problem. They tried to fix it, but it was it was buggered. Something was wrong with it. So it was a combination of an electrical thing and no seatbelt, which I think is a pretty major safety violation. So, um, so disappointing for him because he was doing really well. There was this incredible... I mean, saying that the race was boring, it was a bit boring, but luckily the TV cameras were just focusing on this incredible battle in the midfield from about P6 downwards. And um, there were some really great moves going on. And Charles Leclerc was... Him and Lando Norris were fighting quite a lot and doing some really cool moves. So what, it was pretty cool. There was a moment where you just got this really cool feeling and of um, just this sort of love for the sport and just seeing these cars racing you know, really close and not pushing each other off the track or doing anything dodgy, but just really good racing, like wheel-to-wheel -wheel stuff. So that, that was cool. That, that was enjoyable. But then a lot of that um, fire went out of that midfield when Leclerc went out, almost. It was a bit weird. Um, it, uh, but then, you know, there was some good stuff going on. So um, let's just talk 
about so Perez got a penalty for ignoring the blue flags as did uh, Daniel Kvyat so they they seem to be cracking down on that at the moment and um, Perez I think took too many corners to let Hamilton pass um, which they didn't really pick it up very much on the cameras but apparently he, he was pretty much in 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 the wrong so and I think three if you get three blue flags or go past three of the blue flashing lights and you haven't let the person through then you can be susceptible to a penalty and then he got a five second penalty so and that put him straight into Lance Stroll's um range and and Stroll actually finished fifth but was close enough to Perez so he was within the five seconds so managed to um, jump a place so I mean for racing point they didn't lose any net points as a team which is good for them because they get the fourth and fifth which is kind of what they wanted from today so they're doing well Um, Stroll drove really well he had a really good move uh, at the start of the race which we'll come back to in, in, in a second and um yeah, he, he was great at the start. He actually managed to pass Bottas and uh, stayed ahead of him for a few laps. And I mean, Bottas kind of, um, he started P2, obviously, but had a average start and then wasn't really getting much of a toe from Hamilton in front of him, but everyone else behind him were, were kind of getting this really good toe. And because it's such a long build up to well long first corner like it's a very long straight to the first corner I should say um everyone behind him is getting a really good toe in the slipstream um so he kind of had you know Max to his left and then Stroll got such a good start that he was basically alongside him by about halfway down the straight and I think Bias just wasn't quite sure he who he should cover and in the end he didn't really cover anyone and he lost both places so he ended up in fourth after the first corner so I think he I guess he needed to be a bit more decisive one way or the other, but he wasn't. He was a bit too nice. And um, I mean, Stroll, to be fair, went right off, you know, right on the edge of the track in a really dusty part of the track with very little grip and put it up the inside and got into P3. And so he actually, it was a really, really good move. So he should be commended for that because a lot of that is down to instinct and skill rather than anything else. Uh, so you can't say he's just in that team because uh, his dad owns the team. He, he definitely showed some skill there. So, and and afterwards when he was interviewed, he kind of just said, "Oh yeah, it was just I just felt like I should just go for it because I, I knew I wasn't going to be in front of Bottas for long, but I just wanted to get in front and have some fun while he could." So um, yeah, it was good, good start. But yeah, Bottas kind of lost out big time and then took a few laps to get past um, Racing Point, the uh, Lance Stroll and. Then he just couldn't um, catch up with with Verstappen, which seemed really strange. Like I know it's it's hard to follow with these cars, but Hamilton was really pacing himself out front and saving the tires, and Verstappen was struggling to follow and was losing his tires. And he kept saying that Hamilton was going really slowly, but he still couldn't quite get to that. With that, within that one second, so he could activate the DRS. Like Hamilton's just a master at keeping just ahead of that one second gap, so they can't get DRS. Like he, he just knows where he should and shouldn't, where he can ease off and where he should push. So, yeah, he should be commended for that. And um, that kind of messed up Verstappen's race because he just couldn't follow and his tyres went off a lot quicker. And that in turn happened to Bottas as well. And Bottas just never really showed much fire or chase he just couldn't get within that time of, of he couldn't even get close to Verstappen so yeah I think really that I mean most of that's down to the fact that he's following and it's much more difficult to do that uh, because of what it does to the tyres but 
it's I don't know. I just um this championship is slipping away from Bottas. I mean, if anything, Verstappen's got more of a chance, which seems crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But Hamilton just drove so well. I mean, and he finished twenty-five seconds ahead of, of P two, Max Verstappen. So pretty dominant when you think about it, really. So, um, and actually, there was an interesting point when they were all coming in for their second stop. They put Bottas onto the soft tire. And um, it didn't really work for him. And they thought it was going to, but it just didn't. And he just didn't have any speed on that tyre. So he couldn't make up the ground and pass Verstappen. And what was what was interesting was that Hamilton, just before he was going to be coming to the pits for his second stop, he made a point to say, I don't want to go on the soft tyre, put me on the medium tyre. Because he's been on the medium tyre and he knew it was a good tyre and it had enough speed in it. So I just, yeah, it was just so instinctive and... It was just interesting that he he kind of dictates that stuff, um, whereas Bottas just kind of let it happen and they put him on the tire. And I mean, I get I, I don't know. It's weird because even though Bottas wasn't showing much pace on the soft, Mercedes were still going to put Hamilton on the soft until he changed until he told them, "No, I don't want to go on that tire." So, um, and it's not like he knew what was happening with Bottas. So yeah, it was, it was just um, it was impressive, just instinctive, and yeah, I don't know, very impressive. Um, Verstappen was getting a bit angry during the race because I think because he was just frustrated that he didn't have the pace to keep up with Hamilton, so that was kind of more what it was. So, um, and then who else was stand out? Carlos Sainz was on a very different strategy to everyone else, and he um, he did a really good job to get that P six. So he should be commended for that. Like he was just on fire. Like it was just one of those days when he was just passing everyone and super fast and all that stuff. Um, then if we come to Seb Vettel, so this is an interesting one. He actually one stopped. So he went from, did he one stop? Yeah, because he started on the yellow tyre because he started P11. So he went long on that tyre and then came in for the soft tyres uh, with the aim of doing a two stop, essentially, of doing soft, soft, I guess. Um, but this was really interesting. Even after Leclerc went out, Ferrari just didn't seem too interested in his race at all. Like, he came on to the um, radio with about, must have been 15, 20 laps to go, I guess, something like that. Yeah, around lap 40, 45, something like that. And he asked a question about what he should do with the tyre, because obviously it was... So basically he asked, should he, you know, what's the strategy... You know, what do you want me to do with the tyre? So, as in, should he push and put in some speed, take everything out of the tyres, and then box for another set of tyres? Or should he take his time and ease the tyres and try and get them to the end of the race? And then it was like four laps later that they came on the radio and then told him, oh, do you think you can get to the end of the race on these tyres? And he was just like, I asked you this like four laps ago and he didn't say anything. So, it's... Oh, it's... I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't know if it's just Ferrari's complete incompetence in just being able to have any sort of strategy. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, maybe they should just get rid of their strategy, guys. But maybe they just don't care about Veto anymore to the point where they just don't give a fuck. But it just seems odd because you're still got to get, you know, your team you know, your championship score and all that. I don't know, it just, it's so weird what's going on in Ferrari. I mean, 
I just, I don't know, it's it's weird. And I don't think Vettel's in the wrong in any of this, really. I mean, he's, he's struggling, but I think that's more the car than anything. And I think it's the team's cooperation with him that's the cause here. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I do not like Ferrari, I'm sorry. I just, the more and more they go on over the last few years, just the more I dislike them and, I, I don't know what it is and just their strategy is awful the way they manage their team and their drivers it's just awful the the fact that they from winter testing to the first race they didn't seem to do anything with the car at all and let other teams they who are, who came basically with brand new cars from winter testing to the start of the race like they were completely different cars almost so it just seemed I don't know what's going on there it's not being run well I mean Benotto's been given the um, he's like the head of the Ferrari team. He's been given the go-ahead by the head guy that he's going to be, you know, the, the, in charge, you know, for the foreseeable future. But I mean, is it is it his? I, don't, I just don't know what's going on. It's awful. Um, and you know, like a seatbelt breaking for Leclerc and stuff. Just like what's that? Um, and then you know, the other weekend with Vettel and the pedals being loose the whole time, they couldn't fix that. It just I don't know what's going on, but. I feel sorry for Vettel and I really hope he, he gets into that racing point team. And I feel I feel really sorry for Perez if it happens, but um I think that Aston Martin team, you know, formerly racing point next year are gonna be sent well, pretty good. I mean they'll be, you know, consistent top six finishers next year. They'll and if they have Vettel for them, it's going to be like a rejuvenation for him, I think. He'll have new motivation, new team. He really want him to succeed. He'll have this young teammate in Lance Stroll who's going to be pushing him, but also, you know, he can act as a bit of a mentor for. I mean, I, yeah, I think it could be a really good move. And it'll be a shame for Perez, but, you know, there's other opportunities for Perez down the grid, which, you know, he could go into a team and really develop, which is kind of what he's done for racing points. It's a bit of a shame that's going to happen to him, but it is the harsh world of Formula One, unfortunately. And it's just one, it just happens. Like when you've got a four time world champion up for grabs and you've got a team like racing point with, um, very high expectations, I guess you'd call it. They, they, they want to win races. They want to challenge for the championship like that. That's their aim. So it's, um, it's kind of good for to be part of that as a team. And, you know, Vettel's got, you know, a good few years left if he wants to. So he's still fit. He's still fast. Like, he's, you know, he's younger than Hamilton. Hamilton's just in his prime at the moment. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what else is there? Alex Albon. Yeah, he, um, good race, but he was on a weird strategy from Red Bull. They were trying things, could never get the tyres working, so he just really struggled. But he put in a few pretty nice moves. So, like, he's got some serious racing talent. Like, in the actual race, he's got some serious ability to pass people and, and um, get up the grid. And I just think him up in that one P1, P2, P3 position, he'd be incredible. But... He needs to be able to qualify up there. That's the real aim. He's got to get higher up that grid. And then also, I mean, today, Verstappen struggled because he really needed... He, had, he was in like a Mercedes sandwich, which is never a good place to be. And then if he had um, Albon in P4, pushing Bottas from behind, and you know, or even if he was... I don't know. It, it just would have been much better for Red Bull and they'd be in a much more powerful position to be able to challenge for the win and go with a slightly more aggressive strategy with one of their cars. And, you know, so 
he's doing a good job, Albon, and he is doing better at qualifying. He did better the, the, this weekend. So, um, I don't know. He's, he seems to be getting more confident in the car. So, even though it's not the best race from this weekend, it's definitely improving for him. So, hopefully, he can um, keep that kind of trend upwards and uh, start racing up there with Verstappen and, you know, pushing those Mercedes. Because, you know, Red Bull are getting... I think they've got a car that can get close to that, that Mercedes. So... It's um, and Verstappen's definitely in with a chance of the championship, which seems mad to say it. But one bad result for for Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen's straight in there, you know. So it's um, yeah, one DNF for Hamilton, and he's right back in it. So yeah, uh, what else we go? The Renaults didn't do well, struggling. Not sure what's going on there. Just a bad race for them all round. So just obviously the track didn't suit the car. Um, Alpha Tauri Honda, Daniel Kvyat, Pierre Gasly. Again, a solid performance. Pierre Gasly's really driving that car very, very well. He's he's consistently putting it in the top 10 in quali and finishing in the top 10. So he's doing a great job. Um, like, really great job, putting in some really good passes. And um, yeah, so he, he's one to watch. He, he, he's probably, after Hamilton and, and Verstappen this year, I think Gasly's probably one of the most... Um, impressive drivers this year as well as maybe George Russell those four drivers are really upping their game and obviously Norris is, is similar as well even though he had a bad race this weekend um, talking of Williams yeah I mean not great weekend for them track doesn't really suit them that much but I mean I don't know Russell beat his teammate again out qualified his teammate again that's like 26 races in a row something insane like that where he's um beating his teammate in qualifying he's not lost in qualifying to his teammate yet which is an incredible statistic uh and then Haas for like Grosjean Magnussen I don't know just struggling that that engine in the Ferrari engine is very um I don't know not great so that's why they're struggling I think I mean the car I think is having issues as well but it's um yeah I don't know we'll see what happens with them uh, let's just go to the driver standing. So Hamilton's on 132 points. <coughs> Excuse me, let's get a little drink. Verstappen is on 95 points. Bottas was on 89 points. Uh, Charles Leclerc, 45. Lance Stroll, 40. Albon, 40. So Albon's got a real chance to finish fourth in the championship if he just keeps this upward trend going. So hopefully he does. Uh, Al, uh, Norris, 39 points. So it's going to be very close. There's a lot of drivers close that could get that P4 in the championship. Um, we've got Perez, Sainz, Ricardo, all on similar points. Perez, 32. Sainz, 23. Ricardo 20. Vettel, 16 points. He's actually only the second driver to pass 3,000 points in the history of Formula 1. So well done to him. I guess the other driver's Hamilton. Um, I heard a statistic the other day. Hamilton's won 9% or put, got 9% of the pole positions in Formula 1 history. In every single Formula 1 race in history, he's got 9% of the, of the pole positions. That's pretty mad. It's fucking crazy. Um, I guess uh, Schumacher's got 8% and then the rest is split between everyone else. So, um, So, yeah, anyway, there we go. Let's just do the team standings and have a look. Mercedes, 221. Red Bull, 
135, Racing Point 63, McLaren 62, Ferrari 61, oh dear. Uh, Renault 36, Alpha Tauri 16, Alpha Romeo Racing 2, Haas 1, Williams 0. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mercedes are really dominating this year. So, But you see, Red Bull could be close to them, but Albon's got to get more, start getting more points. Um, and I think he's got it in him, and Red Bull is supporting him, and I think that's helping. So hopefully he can he can get comfortable in that car and get the confidence. And the same with Vettel; they they're both struggling with confidence in the car, which is just worth so much time. Uh, so hopefully they'll figure that out. So there we go. I think I've rambled enough. That was pretty good, considering it was a boring race. I've managed to do twenty five minutes of nonsense. So I hope that was at least somewhat enjoyable. Uh, two weeks break until the Spa Belgian Grand Prix, um, which is going to be always a pretty good race. Some good passing opportunities there, and it's a great track. So high chance of rain in Spa as well, as always, you know. So I reckon that's going to be a good weekend. So um, come tune back in for them. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with that. And then we'll hopefully have a little um, podcast with Dave soon and have a little natter, maybe a bit more music chat. Um, and hopefully get John again soon as well. So, cheers everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back very soon. Cheers guys, bye.